You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Welcome to PIM Talk, the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schöberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. Today, we have a new topic. We're going to look into the areas of merchandising a bit more. I mean, merchandising, that is um, a discipline that has been with us for a long time. But now when we are going digital, it comes with some new challenges. And uh, maybe also wondering what merchandising is or what the merchandising does. Then you will get some more insight into this in this episode where we're going to hear some different Uh, terms on that. So first, I asked InRiver's CMO, Steve Gershik, to shed some light on the differences in between merchandising and selection. And then we're going to talk to Pearl, who's been working as a visual merchandiser for many, many years in um, physical stores and now has done the transition to digital. So let's get on with the show. Now imagine you walk into a store and you see a rack of clothes tightly hung together on wire hangers. They're grouped largely by size, but so tightly packed together that you have to shove the clothes aside to pick out a shirt to see if you like the style and if it might fit you. If you want accessories to go with the shirt, well, they're located on the other side of the store. Uh, good luck carrying everything around with you to see if the look all works together to match your particular style. That's selection for you. You can see everything on offer at once with no curation or imagination, really. It's an off-the-rack experience. When you enter stores or look at websites online that sell this way, a frequent impression customers get is that this is a basic, no-frills budget experience. They may get a good price, but they're certainly not expecting a great experience. That hurts your brand, if your business model is not to be the low-price leader, and it certainly isn't very remarkable. Now imagine you walk into a store. The racks are well-lit and plenty of space between the clothing. At certain intervals, you can see mannequins beautifully displaying a shirt, a sweater, a scarf, other accessories, all perfectly matched and presented in a way you can imagine yourself wearing that entire ensemble that day, right out of the store. That's merchandising. And that's the goal of all 
good e-commerce selling, a curated experience designed to generate faster turnover of products, higher sales, happier customers, fewer returns, and greater revenue per visit. Online, your merchandising efforts can take advantage of even more tools to help create an outstanding product experience. For example, along with combining text, photos, videos, other product specifications, you can provide shipping information, including inventory availability and date when the products may be received, recommendations from both professional reviewers and also others who purchase the same goods. Overlays to show that something is best-selling or most highly reviewed or newly added. And showing the next best product in the category with more features or enhanced materials that can increase upsell and cross-sell revenue. The point of merchandising is to maximize all that advertising, all that promotion, all that search engine marketing and search engine optimization and use it to create compelling product experiences that differentiate you from the competition and generate more sales and fewer returns. Merchandising is what helps you get your return on your overall marketing investment. Today, I'm very happy to have with me Pearl Furnace on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. So Pearl, you're now working with the online store for Brothers and Sisters, the clothing retailer here in the Nordics. But uh, could you start telling me a little bit about your background and uh, the different roles you have had over the years? Yeah, well, my background is started off uh, in the beginning of 2000. I was a window dresser for the Inditex group where I was doing the windows across Scandinavia, mostly doing uh, mannequins and props, uh, ordering props and making sure to hold high standards. And uh, after that, I did IKEA as an interior decorator. Uh, whilst I, I should call it more like a visual merchandising role where you work with product uh, presentation. And uh, after that, I did the New Yorker where I went back to the windows <laughs> and uh, yeah, a garment presentation in windows and making sure campaigns were followed up. Uh, my latest was at uh, Plantation. Plantation and Ikea are very similar that way. Uh, they use the same kind of concept. And that also, depending on what company you work for, it's, yeah, that depends on like, what kind of concept they want to follow. Um, Ikea and Plantation were very similar in sales steering, up sales, cross sales, making sure products were presented in the manner uh, in for, for if it was like low price, mid price, high price, etc. So that was more like sales steering, a bit more like the hard part of uh, visual merchandising was in um, uh, New Yorker and Massimedutte, they were much more about inspiration and making sure you had like the right feeling in the windows and so. But all of this was in store, right? Uh, all of this was in store, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think like after a while, I, I realized with all what's happening digitally, uh, I couldn't really see myself doing that anymore. And um, me being a person wanting to develop my skills, just saw an opportunity of doing this digitally. So I, I hopped on a, a school in Stockholm called uh, EOM Business School. Yeah. And that's where I did the e-commerce management uh, 
yeah actually i'm finishing off really soon doing that but um yeah so i w- i wanted to combine what i've learned from ikea and masamuduchi and put that visually and the hard sales focus drive in- digitally so yeah that's how i ended up doing this what i'm doing today so i hope i'll be successful so what have you seen so far i mean comparing your experience uh, in in store with the opportunities uh, of doing merchandising online uh, is there similarities or, or what is the big difference uh, the similarities are are really clear like you have to follow up campaigns, make sure you're, you're sales staring at the right product, uh, making sure to see what it is, what, the, what you want the customer to see. Uh, one difference is um, like the flexibility in things. Like what, online, you can swap from one minute to another. And, uh, you know, make sure you inspire them, even though it's on, uh, online or offline. Uh, it's all about that. Um, inspire them to do... The upsell, the cross-sale, and the add-ons. Uh, that's also how we work digitally. Well, you mentioned that you have worked uh, a lot with mannequins when it comes to merchandising clothes. And I think also that is something that transfers into the digital space. I mean, we see a lot of uh, usages for working with looks and that kind of things. Uh, and I mean, just looking at all the influencers that are presenting the clothes in different ways. Uh, I mean, it's, um, it's a really powerful way of uh, you know merchandising your products it is yeah you're listening to the pim talk podcast and after this short break we're gonna go back and talk more about merchandising pim stands for product information management and inriver stands for pim Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. For some people, it's well known what it is. Uh, others would have kind of a hard time really putting their finger on what it is. And I mean, working with marketing and working with merchandising, what is the difference? Is um, well, I mean, to put it to put it really simple, I would say uh, visual merchandising is like uh, selling uh, your product in the soft in the softer manner. You know, okay, not like putting the price on it or. You're inspiring the customers. You 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 inspire them for add-ons. That's like an in- incredible KPI uh, add-on sales, and you, you just make sure the customers are coming back. You know, with the last message that you want you want to send with them. You sales stare to through the shop, like how you want them to to go through the entire range of products. And I mean, that's it is like the softer way of sales it also it also depends on what company you work for and what kind of um, goals they have and the concept uh, like for inditex for example that was all about inspiration and being really making sure you you could do like nice windows 
and inspire them. I don't know if you know anything about Massimo Dutti and Zara and Inditex in general, but they have really high standards. Uh, whilst in IKEA, they were much more like sales, know your range, know what uh, products we earn money on. And uh, how do you make the customer to buy more than they planned? Yeah, and I guess that's the uh, the superpower of IKEA. You go you go in and to buy like uh, candles, and you go out with a big blue bag that was that, that was three thousand shorter. Yeah, in your wallet. But and I think that's why people are mis uh, uh, misunderstanding the role because they think it's all about you know do, puffing some pillows and putting candles in. <laughs> candle holders and yeah. that part but it totally depends on what company you work for and what they see the what kind of potential they see in that because i've seen also how that's changed over the years since i started like when i started yeah like 16 years ago that was definitely the picture like i was doing the pillows fluffing the pillows you know <laughs> that was my job but <laughs> professional pillow fluffer yeah i mean exactly and over the years, they understand that you can't you can't present your range in any manner if you want to have those add-on sales and cross sales and up sales because that's that's what we want. We want people to be inspired and happy, you know. Yeah. So, so I guess as a merchandiser, you're, you're very much focused on the product experience and and all the different aspects of presenting your products in the best possible way, and and, and putting like the brand in focus of what it is that uh, what you want to say with your brand, yeah, and follow that concept and like making sure customers always will recognize themselves in any country they walk into, a, like an IKEA store, they should know that you're in an IKEA store. What would you say? Um now, if we would focus more on uh, digital merchandising, do you see um, any trends or what things are you, you most excited about working within the future? Yeah, I think like the most exciting thing uh, uh, doing <coughs> a digital visual merchandising role is like how quick you can, you can follow up on what it is that you, you want to measure. Like, yeah. for example, using Google Analytics, you can directly see how how you've been selling and where people land and how they've been acting online. That's incredibly rewarding yeah. and really exciting uh, uh, because you get like this really quick payback feeling of like, yeah, we did that. We did, we re reached our goals and you can, you can get the result the same day, which is great. Yeah, exactly. You can really get uh, confirmation yeah. that, that you're doing the right things and you can experiment and you can try. And, and I guess uh, in an in-store environment, of course, you can see the results when you're doing a good job, but, but not in that, uh, you know, fast and really concrete way as uh, when you're working with the digital space no no exactly it, it, it it's a balance i mean it is uh, it's nice working with and uh, being able to change quick without moving around really heavy stuff <laughs> yeah i understand that it's a lot of lot of uh, benefits of working digitally <laughs> it is so um what would be interesting for you to hear more of or learn more of? I mean, here um, at the PIM Talk podcast, we, we try to find, you know, topics that can be interesting for merchandisers and uh, product marketers. Is there any specific topics that you would be interested in to, to learning more about? Yeah, I was thinking like uh, customer behavior. 
just because it's digital, people have this belief of, oh, yeah, we've changed. The customers has changed. But you want to offer the customer the best experience. Uh, and that's really tough digitally. But in a physical store, that's much easier. Like you can play music. You can have really friendly people coming up to you, asking you for help. Yeah. Customer behavior. That would be really interesting to hear more about. But all right. Thank you so much, Pearl, for, for telling us more about uh, what it is to work as a merchandiser and also differences here in between the, the physical and the digital space. So um, thank you. Glad to have you. Great being on board. So the day when we air this episode, I'm actually in Stockholm where we have the InRiver Fashion User Forum. So what we try to do at InRiver is that we want to, you know, let our customers meet each other and we are doing this kind of industry-based forums we are also doing forums together with our partners and uh, in this way you know spreading knowledge and i mean it's so important for you to be able to reach out to other professionals that face the similar challenges and looking for the same opportunities as you so let's see if i can find someone here to talk to i'm here with pierre emmanuel placet from cartier hello Hello, how are you, Thomas? Yeah, I'm fine, Pierre. So uh, you mentioned here before that it's a challenge for you since uh, you're working a lot with uh, providing product information for your retailers or partners. And then, I mean, you, you lose a lot of control over how your products are presented or merchandised. So can you tell me a little bit about that challenge and how it differs from, from um, I mean, the in-store experience? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you know, the way we are feeding the partners uh, in terms of content today is, um, is still quite manual. I mean, sometimes we are pushing content, uh, but still on, on the partner side, uh, the, 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 upload, the uploading of it is, uh, is manual. So uh, you can have some mistakes, obviously. Uh, sometimes the partner is uh, uh, logging in into our uh, extranet and, and pulling the content, but same thing then uh, the way they upload it is manual so uh, lots of mistakes uh, happen uh, so one of our biggest challenge especially for a luxury brand today uh, is to to try to get some um, uh, control on, on on what's published on the on the partner side so we want to avoid any mistakes in terms of uh, uh, references uh, the wrong image with the wrong reference uh, whatever uh, so the challenge really is to get a solution that that will help us to uh, Automatically, automatically screen uh, the, the the website we uh, we have uh, out there, uh, and 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 be able to be informed uh, pretty much uh, instantaneously uh, of any mistake that sits uh, uh, on the on the on the on the web. Okay, so. because I guess uh, when it's the physical stores, I mean, not anyone can sell Cartier material, and I guess that you are visiting them and making sure that your products are presented yeah. in the right way. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's true. Uh, you know that image for us is everything. So on the physical uh, world, it's it's way easier. We have point of sales, uh, so you can uh, immediately uh, see what's what's wrong and, and 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 do the right changes online in uh, in 30 seconds and and a few clicks you can change the whole setup. Uh, and and we don't have yet the teams dedicated to to do the screening. Uh, plus, it would be impossible to do it uh, on a daily basis or, or, or whatever. And we cannot allow uh, uh, 
some mistakes to uh, uh, to be uh, to be on the web for uh, for days. I mean, it's it's, it's really a, a killer image. So. Yeah. And I guess also in a physical store, then you can work with the whole product experience, with the inspiration, and with the whole presentation, and and that's a big challenge digitally. And I don't know how how much you work with that on your own site, or if you are able to to also provide that to your mm. to your partners. Yeah, well, I, I think this is the biggest challenge for the luxury industry in, in general. Uh, obviously, we, we we want the e-commerce to be a, a growth driver in terms of, of sales, but our biggest uh, um, issue and 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 then the biggest challenge today is, is to be able to recreate the level of service we are giving in a brick and mortar in our own boutiques. Uh, to, to recreate that online is is, is, is quite challenging indeed. So, uh, uh, so we are really focusing on on, on services to uh, to the end client before uh, really. Uh, uh, worry about about sales I would say and and then if the service is the right one sales will follow uh, but but what we are working on on a day-to-day basis is how to maximize the, the experience online and have how to, to to be as qualitative as we are uh, on the on the boutique side okay thank you Pierre. I'm looking forward to continue on this journey with you and and I mean to um, to be able to face these challenges together yeah same thing here thank you very much all right So what is happening here at InRiver? Well, as usual, a lot. And also if you go to inriver.com, we have just recently launched our new website. So please go over there and browse around and explore the new resources and all the opportunities that are there. And we also have a blog, as you might know, where we publish a lot of more exciting content about product marketing and um, merchandising and the PIM space. So so there you can also go and get more in-depth knowledge. Uh, other things that are coming up, of course, Pinpoint the 4th and the 5th of April, our big event. We are gathering 1,000 people here in Malmö at Slaktuset for two days with keynotes, with a lot of different seminars. Of course, PIM Talk is going to be there. We're going to have different PIM Talk settings. We're going to have a silent PIM Talk as well. So you can put earphones on and you can become a part of a, a crowd that can focus on um, when we talk to different people that are there. Uh, we'll hear more about our new online academy, talk to people that will be on stage and um, maybe you really want to be on PIM Talk at Pinpoint. So reach out to us and we can make that happen as well. And if you want to know more about Pinpoint, you can head over to pinpointsummit.com. In other things, uh, we also have upcoming academy trainings. The next trainings are in Amsterdam, the 12th and 13th of February, and in Chicago, March 14 and 15. And if you're a customer and you want some user training, we also have upcoming sessions on that in Amsterdam, February the 20th. We have in Chicago, February 20 and 21st, and in Malmö on March 13th. So that is upcoming trainings. What you want to talk about? Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow Pimtalk on Instagram. See you again in two weeks. Bye. I want to hear now. Let's talk about him.